Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever, whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing in common. I can't stay comfortable comments. Told y'all before about this TikTok stuff. Now my old eight-year-old girl on here singing she fell in love with the emo girl. Leftists don't want fathers to have no say in our children's lives. I don't want my kids at Godless Sierra Canyon School. I got a voice and I'm not having not having this. And Perez Hilton, you still ain't answer my question. And never put my name next to the word abuse. Don't play with my name like that. I'm a real person who wants the best for my grandchildren. And D.L. Hughley is a pawn. Yeah, I know a king not supposed to address the pawn, but I address everything and find addresses, D.L. So don't speak on me or my children. I can afford to hurt you. Who said that? Who is going off like that? It said, I don't usually address things, but I can find addresses. That's a bar. Bars. <laughs> That actually was very tough. <laughs> but even even that last piece, I can afford to hurt you. Like that's a threat right there, bro. Yeah, we 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 all know who that's from. Certain kid <laughs> kid from Chicago, man. Um, Kanye to the or Yay now as he goes by Yay because of how much Yay's shoveling up his nose, probably. Hmm, something, something like that. It sounded like <laughs> it. That was like one big run-on sentence. It was. There, there was no. There was no period. I was just about to ask. Was there any punctuation? Straight. So that's what made it tricky to read. He just, <laughs> he just does double spaces. Oh, okay. He's futuristic. He just does double spaces with his shit. So you kind of oh, okay, can't okay. tell when it's a stop. Oh, okay. it's almost like he's okay. writing like bars, like dead ass. Like he just, he just does a space. He don't like put a period. You mm. sitting there typing like Kermit that on like the typewriter and shit. At least you don't type like Cam Newton. Yo, oh <laughs> that shit hurts my eyes, bro. It hurts my brain. Like, yo, that shit. My, my how long do you think he do that by there, accident? Like- do you think he has the keyboard? Do it for he him? probably has the keyboard and, and knows like the is. keys now, but yeah, still, sure. he's probably using a BlackBerry. Yo, if you but, hold on to a letter for long enough, doesn't it do it? But like that? but to get back to this, do you think Kim's like custody lawyers are like just loving this shit? Like this is just more ammo for her. Like in terms of, like I get what Kanye's trying to do. I think he's trying. I, weirdly, I think he's he's obviously he wants to be in his kids' lives and stuff. But like these outbursts and shit aren't helping him. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so I think this is just feeding ammo for her. Even if he didn't have not one outburst since the divorce and was a perfect model citizen, he's still not getting them kids. <laughs> like the city, you know, yeah, the system is, is already. Yeah, yeah it's so mm-hmm. hard for the man to get the kids, and I mean, to an extent, I pretty much understand. Like just the overall co- maternal connection, like you grew those kids inside of you. But I mean, sometimes it's not fair, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, I think you make a good point, Shiz. Like, yeah, get them kids a kid. <laughs> I'm going to have them wear all white every single day. Yeah, it, in this situation, because Kim is also a millionaire, like, you know, money is not an issue. Like, that's typically the biggest issue between parents is like one makes a lot and the other parent doesn't. So it's like, you know, are, are you taking away from not the child? Change, but in this case, not a change of lifestyle or yeah, exactly. economic status. Yeah. Right. Like, um, would, would Kanye even have to pay child? How crazy would that be if Kanye has to pay child support? She should not put him on child support, bro. It's not, yeah, I doubt, I doubt, I doubt. That, that would go by which spouse makes more, right? Um, not 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 always. Okay, no, I'm thinking about alimony. My fault. Yeah, I'm thinking about alimony. I don't think she'll get child support. It'd be some crazy yeah, that, shit, like yo. Order. It'd be some crazy shit that she would like want like a stake in like his shit. She already has. She it. does. No, she no, does. no, no. But I think ever since she changed her name, though, right? Doesn't she lose that? No, she probably no, transfer it over. No, she, I can't. I can't imagine well, honestly, that she just give honestly, that up. Though, like she I, if I'm Kim Kardashian, I can make a very good argument that I built Ye's empire since we've been together. Yeah, or I've contributed to Ye's empire since we've been together. She can contribute, but we can't say she. she no, yeah. contributed, but in terms of of how she could just show off her Instagram stats and be like, "Yo, this is what happens when people look at my page. Just how many views and eyes people have." 
All I do is rock Yeezy. So I've been promoting this shit for how long? And you can't you can't take me out of that. I mean, Kanye could walk into a um a street a street sign and he doing numbers on Instagram and it ain't even his page. Yeah, but it, it only helps. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like it's it's like Travis Scott too, like yo, because of who he's with. Kylie brings so many eyes that he would normally not get. So obviously, Kylie isn't the genius of Travis. You know, Travis is his own genius, but Kylie Jenner definitely helps. Let me tell you that Kim She's Kardashian West definitely helps. Travis, sure, but I think so bad. But I think like even before Kanye was with Kim, we always said there was the Kanye effect. Like we would say, like Kanye. I'm not arguing like, that it's not yeah. a Kanye effect. I'm saying that Kim, there's a Kim Kardashian effect as well that we cannot not acknowledge. Well, there's yeah, just I mean, the there's Kardashian, there's the Kardashian who are, like, interested in Kanye because of Kim. In general, exactly. Well, I, I, yeah. I'm gonna go further and say Kim Kardashian because she is mm-hmm. the Kardashian. True. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But besides that, though, uh, Kanye just he he he's just he's out here not helping himself out to me. Not a bit. Not not at all. And uh, it's unfortunate that I don't know what DL Hughley said. But um, for him to be threatening D.L. Hughley does not look good. Um, for him to say, don't put abuse next to my name, but then have all these patterns of behavior that one can definitely align with um, abuse or being abusive, uh, like moving across, moving across the way from your from your wife's house. That's a little. Yeah, but like it's mad. Y'all got kids. Bro, if he yeah, had kids, like, that's that's my that's my second point is that if this was really about the kids, to me, in my opinion, yeah, you keep all this shit under wraps mm. and you keep this shit Agreed. private. So this if is this is really movies. about the kids, you're not talking about going to hurt or bury. You're not making a music video burying your your wife's partner's body. Yeah. So this is what DL Hughley said. Um, he said that Kanye West is stalking Kim Kardashian, and he said, "And this shit is not funny." It's unacceptable. Right. So to your point, moving across the street from Kim or building a house across the street is some stalking behavior. Right. Or let alone talking about Pete Davis, right. Pete Davidson on a rap track and like threatening him in that crazy music video of uh cutting his head off. It's kind of crazy. It was too. tough. I thought it was, I mean, creatively, I thought that from was a hip hop standpoint. From a hip hop yeah. standpoint, it's, yeah. it's tough, it's dope. Yeah, but no but Vaseline. Of, that's the problem uh, with hip hop. That's the problem with hip hop in itself was that it allows a, a a channel for toxic masculinity at times. And at times, we, and we champion. Often. I will say at times the message wasn't toxic masculinity. Uh, Public Enemy is not toxic masculinity. You know what I mean? Like there was a time mm-hmm. when hip hop had a message and hip hop was powerful and it was a movement. Yeah, and then it got co-opted by corporations, and now they push this brute. Well, then it got turned into rap. Mm-hmm. Even rap, I would even argue, even NWA, what they were rapping was real. They were actually from it. They were real, even though it was violent and gritty and disgusting in some points. That's what they saw. But then you get these kids who aren't living that life, glorifying that life, and acting but like they even, are. But even, well, yo, even well, talking even, about even, NWA, though, you can yeah. even see the change in them, though, because we're talking mm-hmm. about NWA when they first came out. It was like, fuck yeah. the police and straight out of Compton and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then it ended up turning to a beef between Ice Cube and NWA. And then mm-hmm. that ended up ballooning to a beef between NW, uh, between Eazy-E and Dr. Dre. So even then, well, you can see the start change. Yeah. Eazy-E was the only one that was really living that lifestyle. I mean, he yeah, was, was the he was the drug dealer. Ways. He was, I mean, yeah. Dr. Dre and them. I mean, Ice Cube. He was. But they nice still were in the pen. environment. They grew up in the yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah. They're all in yeah. the same neighborhood. Yeah, but I, but, I'm, I'm saying like Eazy was the one who was actually in that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was actually cruising with the six four. No, man. But they said the song was about him. Yeah. But yeah, getting back to the Kanye stuff, uh, I forget what the point I was making, but. He needs to help himself out. Uh, he can't be doing this. If you, if you, if well, he cannot be doing, I won't put abusive stuff on him, but these abusive behaviors or these yeah. stalking behaviors. If I, if he doesn't want the word abusive, whatever. I know that's hard to get. It's hard to 
get that off of you once it's on you. But the behaviors he's presenting are not good. And if it was really about the kids, again, in this in this uh, conversation he was having was about North being on TikTok at eight years old and how he doesn't want his daughter on TikTok. He wants his daughter not to go to a, a what a heathenistic school in Sierra Canyon or whatever. Whatever that is all fine, but his behavior is contradicting himself. And to me, the behavior he's presenting in the public is more damaging than the potential that could come from the potential damage that could come from his daughter being on TikTok at eight years old, who we don't know whether Kim is strictly monitoring that or not. We don't know. Mm. And, but we do know that all this behavior, I would give Kim the benefit of the doubt there. And I would say that all this behavior, that this toxic behavior that Kanye is displaying, because I will call it toxic. It's not abusive. I'll call it toxic. The toxic behavior that he's displaying is on the internet for forever. Right. Your daughter's going to have to look at these videos back. Your daughter's going to have to go to in public or go to school with people and they're going to be bringing this up for forever. And that's something she's going to have to deal with. Be fair. She's got a lot of stuff that she's got to be dealing with in the future. We won't talk about. The <laughs> other stuff, I know. But do you want to again, do you want to pile on to that trauma or do you want to? Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, no, it's, I think you make a good point, Because <laughs> I think that's the thing that people people kind of get lost with is uh, like how that affects the kids, like any type of divorce situation, how the kids are impacted and not even like the immediate impact, but like later on, especially when they're young enough, when they might not fully understand when they get old enough to, like you said, see the posts or, or go back and, and read articles about it um, or even see videos like, you know, you've got to wonder what kind of impact that has on a kid. But yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I do. The only thing that I do want to say about this the subject matter is that I don't want to judge it completely because we don't know what's going behind closed doors. Just because, you know, a few incidents that had recently just, you know, came out, you know, Tory, speaking of Tory Lanez and, and Deshaun Watson, I felt I was quick to make you know, judgment assumptions on, on those ones. And then come to find out that wasn't actually what had transpired. Obviously Kanye's handling this completely wrong with how he's handling the situation, but I don't want to be quick to judge what's going on because to be honest, we don't know what's being said behind closed doors. We don't know if Pete Davidson has called and said something to Kanye for all we know. I mean, that's the only thing that I I is though. Even if all that is true, because I was saying that at first, too. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe Kim is doing all this stuff. Even if she is, she's not doing it on Instagram. You know, She's not doing it online. Like, that. that's the main piece. It's like, he could literally be caught saying all this stuff to her, write a letter and send that shit in the mail, and the shit will fly way better, and it might actually be a little bit more effective. But putting it up there, it's like, what do I have to do with your daughter being on TikTok? Like, if I am someone of them pervert niggas that's doing crazy shit on her, in her comments or whatever, like I'm still going to be on it. Like you're not going to be, Oh, Kanye doesn't want me on it. I'm going to stop. Like, so it, it's, it's not helpful at all. Like for telling your business. Yeah. And, and I was, I was going to say too, like just in general, like p- pictures came out of Kim and Pete, but the pictures that came out, so far, the, the, the stuff that we've seen the paparazzi put out looks like them on dates. Like, looks like them having fun. You know what I mean? Like, QT beginning of relationship stuff. The pictures that come out of Kanye and the girls that he's with and, like, what he's doing with, like, Julia Fox and the photo shoot that they had, like, it just, it's a little more risque, a little more, to me, upsetting if I'm a child and I'm seeing this is how my father is acting with another woman who's not my mom versus my mom and my father split. And now my mom is finding happiness with this dude. And I know, I know it's media and I know everything's controlled and I know we can, we put forth certain images. Um, but as much as I say that Kanye can, and as Kanye said, I can afford to, uh, I can afford to harm you or whatever. He can afford to control his image a little bit. He can control, he can afford to control that narrative. And then lastly, 
um, I think we talked about this a long time ago. It's like, it always seems like Kanye has these manic episodes when he's trying to sell something or when he has something, when he has something that mm. is being sold at the moment. And right now we know Donda two is being sold on that STEM player. So, and I don't know, two things could be true at once. It could be that his episodes uh, flare up because of anxiety once he's his name is more or once he has to sell something that's why his anxiety flares up that's why he has these episodes but um i just want to point up that you know it seems seems to happen at the same time the craziest thing like a little bit off topic is yo his hottest shit be coming out when he be when he be acting up though like <laughs> like i'm sure donda two is gas i only heard like some clips here and there but I mean, I can't think of the last album since, um, you know, the graduation trio that like there hasn't been like an instant or a moment that's like that, like is connected to the album. Yeah. And and for me, it's just so watching this documentary to me, it's, it's it's it was inspiring at the first part. But as I get on to part two and part three, it, it makes me sad. Part three, like, I haven't seen yet, but part two, didn't I was still hyped. <laughs> I was hyped, but I was just like, yo, this is where Kanye could have gone. Yeah. Like his Def Jam, his Def Jam uh poem, and his mom was like, yo, you really got yeah. them with that. Like when he's talking about how he had the anxiety over what to wear and whatnot. And and he's just like, but bro, you 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 realize you're that now. Like you're on the other side of the spectrum now with charging. $250 for your shoes that people are charging $3,000 for, you know, or $300 Balenciaga jackets. Like mm. you went, you went from commenting on how all that is, is peacocking or how all that is, you know, I say peacocking is just putting on a show. All that is a front and how that front gives you anxiety to now, okay, I'm going to be the one causing that anxiety. I mean, he probably um, still is getting that anxiety. Absolutely. That's that's driving him. His, his anxiety and his insecurities are at the forefront of who he is and what drives him. The Thanks. same thing that, that is making him make that fire music and art is the same thing that is not letting him be quiet or not letting him move uh, in a more healthy way in this breakup and, and divorce. The tortured genius. Yeah. I often think what he would have been like had Donda still been here. Yes. You know what oh, I mean? Donda would have, he would have um, got like 50 spankings from his mom by now. Yeah. So like if you guys, <laughs> was it the second, was it the second episode where she, yeah, second, where, you, where he hangs where out passed with her? Away? Yo, it's so beautiful when they're together. Yeah. That's the last, that's the third episode. The third episode where she passed away though, but you just, you see the, uh, cause then even his relationship with uh, the guy who was just following him around that started to change. So like he started to really distance himself from like everybody. And then he just kind of took on this, this whole different personality of, you know what I mean? Just, he just, he started creating these different personalities that, uh, yeah, it, yeah, that shit was, I, I would definitely recommend it for y'all who haven't watched it yet to definitely follow up on that. Cause I feel like we need to have, there's, there's so much that needs to be like unpacked from that for us to have like a deeper conversation. Especially about. you young niggas, y'all need to, Learn about the legends, all right? Nah. <laughs> so, D, you think you think he he he's really out here like, yo, fuck him, this and that. But yo, go listen to Donda Two on Stem Player. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm saying I think it's a combination. I think I'm saying it's a combination of everything happening at once. Yeah. So, yeah. two things could be true. That's a good point. Yeah, bro. man. Shit. Well, uh, we could dive into our next topic, man. Um, we have WNBA star Brittany Griner being detained in Russia behind bars abroad. Um, she was caught at the airport with some marijuana vape pens. Rookie mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if she just forgot that they were in there, you know? That has to be the case. I hope so. Yeah. And so now she's been behind bars. I've been trying to look up how, how long she's been behind bars. They said um, when we first got the information, they said she had been in for like three weeks at that point. That's what I heard. Three weeks before Dang. anybody knew in uh, in America. And this is a, so. This what's is up with an agent? Like her agent player. can't get in contact with her. 
It's Russia, bro. It's yeah, Russia. It's, and they're in war Russia, right now. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's, yeah, that's a fact. Yo, imagine Russia has their own suicide squad and they send Britney, Britney Griner out oh there. Like they God. send Deadshot. <laughs> uh, she's Harley Quinn now. Yo, go out there and fight the Ukrainians. Yo, that's scary. Kareem, your mic's off, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, no, um, I had a scary thought in the fact that what happens like if the Russian government realizes that they have a professional basketball player and tries to utilize that as, as leverage in Nah, it's in gonna be like conflict? Space Jam. They're gonna make her pl- play for Russia. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my <laughs> if we lose the USA, you're done. You still blowing them up like some Hunger 50. Games type shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing for your life. Yeah, she's gonna have a chain that's just the, the exact length of the basketball court, and she's just gonna have to stay. Oh there. man. But like Russia has no incentive to work with US to none. No, to, to, to help get her out. This is a really like in all yeah, in all in all seriousness, this is a really up. bad time. This is like this is it's concerning, like for the her. Worst possible time. Yeah. Like by far the worst possible time. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. just for context, uh, Brittany Griner has been playing in Russia for the past seven seasons, I believe. Uh, she does that in the off season of the WNBA because over there in Russia, in contrast to her WNBA contract, the Russian team gives her a million dollars per season, whereas the WNBA she makes around two hundred thirty thousand dollars per season. Oh my mm. god, two hundred and thirty. 230. Yeah. Which is alar- <sighs> which is alarming to me. It's that's unfortunate. Yeah, and her endorsement game is pretty probably pretty low due to um some open-handed smacks. So oh my god, Trev. <laughs> Damn, you bring in you bring in the DV. Yeah, oh man. Uh, violence issues against her wife. I want to say back in 2017. Yeah, so. that's not real yeah. marketable. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, All right, let me stop. Yeah. What are you saying, Kareem? No, I was just say we can we we'll get into that at some other point. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, we were kind of talk about it off air, but yeah, the salaries for the WNBA is is there. There's such like a like this conversation about if they make enough or if they're paid right. But like, I'm with you, D. Like, I hear that, and that just doesn't sound right with how well I know athletes are paid in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's tough for me to believe that the team and she's on the, uh, on Phoenix Mercury, mm-hmm. who else is on that team? They've Diana got Tarazi. Diana Tarazi and, and Skylar Diggins. Well, she got traded over there. And who's the yeah. highest paid, who has the highest paid salary in the WNBA? So I actually Was pulled it that up too. So right now Phoenix has four of the five highest paid WNBA players. That's changed now, though, because I know Liz Cambage just signed a new deal. But as of last year, Skylar Diggins, Brittany Griner, Diana Tarazi, and Dewana uh, Bonner uh, all make 221.45. So that's like the super max over there. Yeah, that's like, I guess that's a super max. And then uh, Elena Deladon's the other person that makes 221. Deladon mm. is nice. Stewie's got to be up there, right? Brianna Stewart. She was coming yeah, off an CT injury, stand up. though, but mm. this was, I'm saying this is last year, so those those numbers have all all changed now at this point. Gotcha. So, yeah. But this is as of last year, who the top. Sue Bird took a pay cut. Probably. She coaching stuff, too, so she, you know, she got something else on the Sue's right. a goat. That's a goat yeah, right there. For sure. Very much um, so. I think with the, the WNBA, what I've noticed more is that, unfortunately, because the women aren't paid what uh, a lot of money comparatively to other sports, uh, most of them just get it in, in endorsements in other ways, um, which yeah. is honestly the, the smart thing to do. You know, take advantage of your brand and just make what you can. Pay what people will pay you or so, take yeah. in what people will pay you. I also found another thing, too, about the WNBA. So apparently the league makes... 60 million every year in revenue, but they cost about 70 million for the league to operate, so they lose about 10 million every year. Yeah, I was saying they're subsidized by the NBA, like they're just yeah. keeping them going because it's important. Yeah. I've never in my life ever heard someone talking about a, an NBA, a WNBA game, just like in passing, never. Yeah, I got some more stats for us. We can compare it to the NBA. Uh, the NBA 
revenue 7.4 billion revenue for the WNBA as Mook just said 60 million average salaries 6.4 million that's the average salary in the NBA average salary in the WNBA is 70,000 the ticket price Yo, to get into I'm an NBA game player. the ticket price to get into the <laughs> NBA game is $90 uh ticket price to get into a average ticket price I'm sorry the average ticket price to get into a WNBA game is 1750 what? $17.50 <laughs> if you want to go catch a WNBA game. How many teams uh, are in the WNBA? I could get courtside out there. I think it's like that, 14, no. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, believe I think that, that's, re- that's relevant just to kind of connect. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, a huge, it's a huge gap, but that's also and, relevant just that there's less teams, here's, here's less the players. Biggest, here's the biggest issue, too, that I was coming across the other day because me and my mom were having this conversation. And we were saying that women's college basketball – is more marketable than the WNBA. And you'd think that the WNBA is supposed to be the most, you know, obviously the best women basketball players in the world, but it doesn't have the same feeling of watching a women's college basketball game. Like I know more women in college basketball right now than I probably know in the WNBA. And obviously like the names that you know in the WNBA, you know, you know, because they're they're very good players, but it just seems like the W the the women's college basketball game does a way better job of marketing their product than the WNBA. And like, I think the biggest issue with the WNBA is they don't promote the game enough. Like they, they tried for like the longest time that NBA tried to, you know, do that. Like the NBA players try to go to the games. They post it on their social medias and stuff. They like still that. do. They still yeah, that's do. That's what I'm saying. The, yeah. the NBA players, they do all that stuff. The NBA in general does commercials about the WNBA. But it's just like a lot of times, one, they don't, they don't, you know, stand out to us. Like you don't see like ads for like, oh, check out this this WNBA game, you know, or like you don't see it on social media. Like when we see somebody get dunked on in a, in, in a high school basketball game, you'll see that more than you'll see uh, a WNBA clip. Well, and, and here's some more numbers about viewership. So in 2019, the NBA Finals had 15.4. 15.2 million uh, viewers and the 2018 finals for the WNBA had 231,000. This is a, that's a, that's a good point D because I like can, ne- I don't know when the WNBA finals is like when it, when it's happening, I just happen to see an ad for it. And like, they're already two or three games in like it, that's an issue to your point, Mook and that the advertising is just not, not there. Um, why, why is it why is it tough to know when your championship games are for your professional sports? Well, because of because the NBA could afford better like TV contracts and stuff. Like they're buying up all the big, rightfully so, because <laughs> they're generating the most money and stuff. But like when you watch a WNBA game, you're watching it on like ESPN three. Well, I stumble upon it when I'm like, oh shit, am I gonna watch like the ACC championship? Well, all right, I might I might tune in to ESPN three in between mm-hmm. a break or not. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's yeah, also, you have the bag if it's also so, so being expensive. a sports being a sports show, you have to compete with not just the male version of the sports. You got to compete with sports. So in America, let's talk about America and not the world because the world will talk about soccer too. Um, in America, the the two dominant sports are besides basketball are NFL and MLB, and so the MLB owns a certain part of the year already. The NFL owns a certain part of the year already, and the NBA owns that other part. So then in terms of trying to get viewership, are you going to have your viewership while the Super Bowl is happening? You're going to have your viewership while the MLBs in October? Like, it's like it's you got to get in where you fit in. So that's a very difficult it's – a, it's a harder job than I feel that we're making making it sound. Yeah, but also so they play in the summer. They do, and yeah, they play in a great time. Like they play in a yeah. great time because, like, even though like I enjoy watching baseball, I'm not sitting there watching every single Red Sox game during the year. I'd much rather watch basketball. And like you oh, see, like, I, but you got to compete though. Yeah. The final, the finals were in October. They had the finals this year in October, October 17th, 15th, 10th, 13th, like. Right. Oh, dang, that's that's right. that's right before the that's right before the start of of, of basketball season, the NBA, right? Yeah, and that's playoff baseball, which is that's depending the on the population. Like, that's the only baseball play, That's the, the baseball that you watch. Like, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's so, it's hard. It's harder than I feel like we're making it sound. Yeah, no, yeah. 
the NBA is aiming for a new TV deal worth $75 billion. And $75 I also want to add this, too. Um, even though we're talking about viewership and the di- discrepancies, um, I found this quote from Kelsey Plum, a WNBA star, who said that I'm tired of people thinking that us players are asking for the same type of money as NBA players. We are asking for the same percentage of revenue shared within our CBA. NBA players receive around 50% of shared revenue within their league, whereas we receive around 20%. Oh. Okay, so they know that this shit doesn't make as much money, but they're like, yo, we still want the equal, but, the right, the fair yes. amount of peace. But yes. let me tell you the I think that's fair. That's fair to say because I've heard a lot of people, and I probably made the argument myself, was like, hey, they want the same NBA pay, you got to get the same viewership. But that's not fair. And, 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 and clearly by uh, Kelsey Plum's quote, like you said, Trev, it's like they're not even represented the same. But so. let me let me let me ask you a question though, because so you know how we just said that they, the league loses ten million dollars every year just based off of of you know the economics of the whole thing. Are those owners covering the other chunk of that money though? That we don't know, like that they're like, well, I need to at least make something back if that's why the splits are like that. Because I guess the WNBA doesn't release their their annual you know their. Uh, profitability you know spreadsheets and stuff like that they don't release that so i'm like are the owners covering that 10 million dollar loss every year that they're just paying that and that's why they're like okay well we need to make more than the players do if we have to fund the league but that mentality could be the reason why your league isn't growing why your league is not better because you're not paying your players so it's like you know to make money you gotta spend money so you were able to pay your players better. Maybe these players don't go overseas. Like you said, that they paid Diana Taurasi to sit – or was it Diana Taurasi or Sue Bird? I thought it was, I thought it was Diana Taurasi. Or they paid – or some um, yeah. overseas team paid a player not to play for a season. So, yeah. like, if she's getting actually compensated, do you think that she would do that? Or do you think she, she would have to question that a little bit more? And then that's a star. One more star you can add to your game. One more star you're able to market. Right. More importantly, Brittany Griner's ass wouldn't be sitting in the jail cell right now. She be chilling where the weed legal. Yeah, I, I really hope she forgot there was in her bag because that's just you got to know. Hey, everybody, know the laws where you're at. Just know the laws. Yeah. Make, make sure if you're gonna break the law, know know the consequences where you are. But the one thing I dislike that some WNBA players do is they'll constantly shit on NBA players for the money that they've earned. So, like, there was an issue where, like, I forgot what, what girl it was, but she was talking about Tyler Johnson, who does have a terrible contract when he got the four years, 37 million, something like that. But she was saying, like, this dude doesn't even play, but still makes whatever it was a year, you know? So they were like, I always feel like, you know, like, obviously, like, yes, they need to be compensated more, but don't try to bring it to, like, the NBA players that are making their money, like, don't try to count somebody else's pockets pretty much what I'm saying. So like they were talking about like Harrison Barnes. Who, yeah, Harrison Barnes is very overpaid. But at the end of the day, I'm not counting, I'm not counting his pockets to try to make a point in my favor. That's the only that's the only issue I have. But yes, they should be compensated. But paying them more if you're not making that money, I don't know how that solves the problem. I think the problem needs to – I think the, the problem has to start over top. It's not with the if, – if they keep paying them like this and then improve on the products, the money's going to come. But it has to be like a whole thing like together. Like it can't just be the owners versus the players. It's got to be like, listen, we've got a problem. This is how we have to fix it. I don't know how, you know, how to fix that problem. I, I don't – I don't. I didn't get a degree in marketing or or, or business management or anything like that. So I, so I don't know how to how to fix this problem. But I think that they sat down and like, listen, okay, we'll stick with these salaries right now. But I might not be the one to benefit off you know me getting a million dollar deal because we have to try to plan ourselves for the future. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to try to find out how in the future we can make this marketable. Like we have to have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. Where do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to be in 10 years? Where do we want to be in 20 years? So it might Positive not be somebody. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in general, like, it might not be them that's going to see the 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 benefits of, of this going on. But it's like, if you can, you know, set it for the next person so that, that they're taken care of. 
Because the same thing with the NBA and the NFL. The NBA and the NFL, when they were playing in the 50s and 60s, weren't making this kind of money. People were turning down the NFL to go work in, in, in rubber shops and in, in, in car sales and stuff like that because there wasn't money in the NFL. Well, well, that being said, but what did it take for that to get to that point? And the MLB just did it. Fuck out. Yeah. So the players need to get organized. Okay. So, yeah. This, yeah. Even, yeah. even, but even, but I'm talking about like general, like they didn't make that money back then because the product wasn't as great. They have to improve upon the product and get better at their marketing, get better at, at, at selling to the fans. Like I'm saying, like, well, I feel the like a product lot of becoming that, better is a correlation of, of the, the operations is, and everything. Yes, so, yes, so exactly. to the bigger point in, uh, I guess my pushback to that MOOC is it's not necessarily, I don't think it's the WNBA players that are coming out and saying, and, and rightfully so from the, the, the quote, the primary source, there was a there was a player, WNBA player, that said, it's not that we feel like we should make as much money as NBA players. We're not saying that. Once the money trickles down, whatever, because we all know that NBA players make a percentage off of the TV contracts, whatever deals that are being uh, put out there. Once that money is trickled down, we're only getting 20% versus the, dub, the NBA who was making X amount of dollars. So that's an operation standpoint. That has nothing to do with uh, that doesn't have, I mean, yeah, that could do with marketing that could do with all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, our money and our salary base is we're getting 20% of whatever, whatever's coming down the pipeline. So, I mean, they gotta, they gotta figure that out. When and Shiz, to your point, like the, the marketing is, is an important aspect of it and the breakdown for it. Like what, what you guys saying too, almost speaks to a larger issue of like, as a society, how we, we view like women's sports. And, and, and that's a big reason why they're not, uh, I, I, I feel like that's a big reason why they don't succeed as much is because people just shit on women's sports too much. Like they, they compare it to the NBA and say, oh, they're not dunking. They're not doing this. It's not as good, you know? Different and it, yeah, it's, it's the toxic masculinity. It's the minimizing of the athletes there. Like that's a huge reason why, it's not successful and that's out of their control, you know, right. like the social media talks, like ESPN will post a video of, you know, WNBA, WNBA team, you go in the comments and people are, are shitting on them saying, go back to the kitchen, you know, Oh, you, you, you did this, you did like, people are just like, that's a huge aspect as to the view of the WNBA because everybody sees that stuff, you know, and it's, it's, it's terrible that that stuff happens, but uh, that that's a, that's an aspect of it as part of it. I just wanted to, so I looked up something too, because I was like, I was trying to figure out the exact number. So it's been 11 WNBA franchises that have folded. So my biggest issue is I think the WNBA tried to expand too quickly because they were very very successful their first few years. And I think that they thought, okay, this is a game that we can take global. But I think that the issue is you have to kind of grow, you know, small. It's like, same thing with like, you know, if you're running a fast food chain, you can't just assume that because, you know, one's very successful that you can just start another one. It's like, okay, now I'm just making double income. It doesn't work like that. It takes time and preparation to get to that point. So like the first, you know, WNBA dynasty was the Houston Commons. That franchise doesn't even exist anymore. You think about like, that was the first, like when the WNBA first started, that was the team right there with, you know, Cheryl Swoop, Cynthia Cooper, um, I'm thinking of forgetting the point guard's name, but she was nice too. But like, that was like a dynasty when they first came out. Was it Tina Thompson? Tina Thompson was the last girl on the team. But um, Cynthia Cooper was a point guard. But, you know, that was like the first dynasty of of the WNBA. And we think like that franchise doesn't even exist more. Like the first, you know, you know, dominant team in your sport no longer is now around. And we're talking, that's only 20, like 24 years ago at this point now. You think about that, like to, it's 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 kind of sad to see like that happen. And you think that Houston's a, a pretty big market, but they have a lot of teams that you know just aren't in in great markets. You just kind of have to find you know good markets for for all of your teams and stuff. So yeah, I mean, this, I, hope this... they, I hope they figure. I do. I do hope they they do figure it out. And I'm saying like if if it takes sacrifice, like if, like D said, if it takes. You having a lockout to, to rework your deal and stuff like that, then 
that's what it has to be. But y'all have to do something to 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 help you know these women so that you know, like you said, Brittany Brown is not in jail right now because she doesn't have to go overseas to try to supplement her salary. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. have to have players putting themselves in 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 situations where they're you know getting stuck over in Russia and Ukraine and all these other countries because you know while you know. NBA players, they can play for their six months a year and just relax for the rest of them. The WNBA players should should have to have the same thing. They shouldn't have to play 10 months out of the year just to 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 get a comparable living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just sucks because it's just an avoidable situation for Brittany, but now it's gotten super real. Yeah. Uh, a small yeah. situation. Yeah, I mean, definitely hoping that things work out for her. It's, it's a scary thing um, to think about. Yeah, and speaking of other situations that were avoidable, and now consequences are coming down. We got Calvin Ridley. Uh, <laughs> my man Calvin Ridley, Atlanta Falcons wide out, was uh, suspended for a year for betting betting on – or just betting on his team. Yeah, um, so he was – But did he bet on the Falcons? So he bet on – he made uh, multi-legged parlay bets involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons via his mobile device um, out of state. So, yeah. So he, he was betting yeah. on games, and he was betting on Falcons that. games. Like, yeah. It wasn't one thing if you're betting on other games, but like your own yeah. game. You, you, yeah, you can't bet on your team, bro. Yeah, yeah. Especially I got when we didn't know bet on it. Which he did bet on them to win, and he wasn't playing, though. So I'll give him oh. the benefit of the doubt. No, 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 no. Move. His he can't own do that, account? bro. No, he can't he, do that, he, he, he wasn't, one, he wasn't playing, and he was betting on them to win. It's not like... He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna bet on the lose because I'm not playing." So shit, I know. But, but he know, but but this is the yeah. thing: like, he oh, knows what they're. Yeah, yeah, that that's my issue is that he knows intimately no what the team is gonna do, so he has an advantage, you know. Yeah, like, but not yeah. for nothing. No, 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 and and, he, and these are and these are par, these are parlays, right? So like he can he's bet on certain things. Like he's a top ten wide receiver in football and is not playing, and he thinks that the 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 Atlanta Falcons were going to win football games. No, nah, he probably was That's like, not a I seen no my offensive lineman over there. Yo, they was out last <laughs> night. I heard dude was sick. Okay, yeah, yeah I know. He don't like players. playing for that, yeah, but coach. Can't you say that for, like, say somebody's related to somebody on a football team. Say somebody's like, yeah, has inside information. Isn't that the same thing? It like, is. If somebody has smarter. a family. If that's somebody has a family. Get someone saying, else to do your dumb. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get someone else to do your shit. Why well, yeah, he got on your own? He got suspended for fifteen hundred dollars of of uh, of gambling money. Like that is, I don't know what percentage of his contract is, but he has a multi million dollar contract. Like eleven mil. Eleven. Thank you. So what? Like, somebody do the math for that. Like that's what, what, that's wild. He, that's like wasn't he I'm out for like plus. mental health or something? Yeah, he, yeah, he had stepped away. So um, I wonder what was going on that he didn't consider because obviously this is like. I wouldn't. I would assume that he doesn't necessarily have a gambling problem or anything. Like fifteen hundred dollars is not got the like just from there. that from this <laughs> example. So it's like, what were you like? What was going? What was he going through? He says that he, he couldn't says think, himself like, that illegal. he does not have a gambling problem. He said himself. Yeah. And he bet fifteen hundred that he doesn't have a game. Wow, that was crazy. <laughs> that was kind of funny though. Set up the season now. Right. Real, like, I think. Yeah, I'm I think that was mad. I'm making mad bets this season. Off oh, season. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm getting this ten million back. But, no, Mook, Mook, I fully agree with you. Like in the in the human sense, like dude, there's so many companies making money off of betting. We yes. just made betting legal. Like casinos, ESPN has betting lines every day. Yes, every like, day. Every day. NFL Network has they betting share lines them. on their shit. NBA, yeah. but the, the NFL wants you. You signed a contract. You know one of the things that you are not supposed to do is bet. You are yeah. risking $11 million yeah. for $1,500 in this point. But this is yeah. the point I'm making. I don't feel bad for you. I am no, going to no, guarantee no. he is not the only person in the NFL that is betting. Yeah, but no, he's they, they get their Obviously. brother or their sister to bet for yeah. them. That's all you got to do. That's, That's what Floyd, yeah. Floyd does every fight. He gives a bag to probably one of his cousins and says, yo, go run up to Vegas. Go put this on I'm me. I'm about to get this done. I'm going to hit him out in the ninth round. Yeah. And now we're up 100 mil. 
Like, look, like, this and this is something that came up earlier in the week that I thought was an interesting take. Man? It's not. Well, it's not that it's not wrong, but it's it's done and it keeps him from getting in trouble. Like, if you're if you want to argue the ethics of it, like it's all wrong to bet on stuff where you know my, that. My, but yeah, that's that's my whole point. Especially I just when you sign a contract. Yeah. I think eight games would have been fine. Well, this this is this is where I want to get to because Jay Williams made a comment about this and he talked about um the like NFL's Jay. bottom line. I feel like Jay has a hard betting problem. Oh yeah. Jay, he he might he might he bet it on his career on a motorcycle. Y'all that was that was that was uncalled for. We're talking about the Duke. I'm just I'm just trying to give Jay a little shout yeah, out. I here. said Duke. He started the he started the Duke. Go ahead, Reem. Speaking of Duke, they just choked at in the um all right, all right. So look uh Reem, Reem, go ahead, go ahead. They lost to Virginia Tech. Go ahead, Reem. Oh my God! These niggas' ass. <laughs> damn, damn. But Jay made a comment about how the NFL punishes their players, right? And talked about the Ray Rice situation, Kareem Hunt situation, all of the domestic violence that's happened, and compared it to this, where you've had players that have been suspended for three games, six games, um, maybe eight games, I believe, so um, for evil. domestic violence, and then no you have a player that bets on a game and gets suspended for the season. And Jay made a good point. Like that clearly tells you, and we've all known this, but that clearly tells you where the NFL stands, right? They're about their money. Like domestic violence, we our players do that. We understand that it's bad, but you know it affects our bottom game. line. Like it's part yeah. of the game, right? Whatever um, they want to say. It's, like that. That to me is wild. What? Like I don't know. I do have a point about that though. I feel so. Calvin Ridley was suspended because of the ethics of the game. The NFL doesn't care about what goes on outside of their game, but when you do something that directly affects a football game, that's gonna that's the reason why Tom Brady was suspended four games for a football. Nah, I say I, I, I hear that, but I think domestic violence directly affects the game because it affects how p- people look it at the game. Yeah, if you no, if, if your star quarterback is an abuser, somebody like there's a huge percentage of people that are just gonna shut down that game, not even gonna watch it. Like yeah, but at the end of the at the end of the day, the end, the NFL is not about ethics. We we we've understood that it's about certain ethics, about financial ethics, about making yes, money. It's only about financial gain. They said like, oh, you do your four games and then we act like it never happened. You do mm-hmm. like some, you go talk about it and stuff like that, and like why this is wrong, and then everybody just kind of forgets about it and glosses over. It. But when it comes down to like betting, because now they're thinking of all the betters that are saying, well, he has insider information, so he has more of a more of a leg up than us, mm-hmm. and he's winning bets, and I'm not winning bets, yeah. and they know how much money comes in because of the betting lines and stuff. So that's the reason why they were mad about this. It should have been six to eight games max for, for betting on, on sports games, but because it seems like, Oh, this person has insider information and he can affect the the outcomes of games and stuff like that, that we can't allow that to happen. So the NFL has never been about ethics. It's about the integrity of its game. Yeah. That's some bullshit. That sucks. Yeah. yeah, how many times are we gonna let the NFL do this, like present this way before we're like, you know what, fuck the NFL? Like, like think about like actually, I want to break this down to like even more things that we haven't seen happen. Why are the Miami Dolphins not being investigated for tanking games, for trying mm-hmm. to purposely lose games? Brian mm-hmm. Flores came out and said that. Has anybody been suspended in the Miami Dolphins organization? Because that's that's messing up the integrity of the game. Mm-hmm. If if you're tanking for for players and stuff like that, how is that wor- How is that not worse than somebody who's betting on an outcome of a game that he can't directly affect? I don't care mm-hmm. if Calvin Ridley was best friends with everybody on the Atlanta Falcons team, and they said, "Okay, we're definitely going to lose this game by eight. You know what I'm saying? You can't directly affect the game more than okay, the Miami Dolphins who owns this or has this organization. They should lose the team. They should they lose should. the team. Yeah, they should." Or like they're the Rooney Rule, just a complete lack or, of integrity. Yeah. Or just the Rooney Rule in general, how teams are just like, okay, well, we're just going to interview these guys just so we can get this draft. Yeah, dude, again, mm. how many times are we going to let the NFL do this and still consume their product? To me, the biggest example was Colin Kaepernick. Yo. And I think maybe that's just because of the combination of my age, my education, where I was at, and the, the, the at home, the connectedness I felt to it. 
But that just completely made me lose faith in the NFL. And then to hear players coming out in COVID being like, oh, they want us to take the vaccine. They don't care about us. It's like, dude, you had an opportunity opportunity to do something and say something about it with Colin Kaepernick, and you did it. Mm -hmm. Like this, this, this Brian Flores coming out now. I'm so sorry that shit happened. But, yo, you had an opportunity to do something to say something about this with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he was rather quiet during that time, too. Dude, and I'm just like, all these, like, it, it, it hurts my heart. And, you know, sometimes I want to give people the benefit of the doubt because of not knowing how to move or I don't know how I move in that situation. But I only know what I know and I only think what I think. And for me, it's just like, you know, that was such a missed opportunity that we needed to stand together. And how powerful would it have been? But to be honest, the, the thing that I did hate about the whole the whole um, Black Lives Matter movement in the NFL is it just seems so fake. Recently, the NFL. After. Recently, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. It got you co-opted know, by the corporation. Exactly. That, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't what Lip it was service. meant to be. When, when same, happened, the same thing happened to thing? Pride Pride Week and stuff yep. with LGBTQ. Yep. All these companies turning their logos to r- rainbow. It's co-opted by corporations to affect the bottom line, as you said, Luke. Yo, on the side of Fenway Park, it says Black Lives Matter. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. We it, live in Boston. We all know. Yawkey Way. Here. Come on now. <laughs> exactly. On Yawkey Way. On Yawkey Is way. it on the highway? Like you can so see it when you're driving on, way. on. There's a few like Black Lives Yaki oh, okay. is turning in his fucking grave right now, bro. <laughs> Yaki is like, if I get right, out that's of mad, the box, yeah. he was like, why are you getting their ass beat? <laughs> David or D. Bro, I'm saying, yo, like, like, yeah, Rain Man, like, they allow the, the DVs and the NFL run rampant. And, like, people, we still consume the product. The racism in the NFL has run rampant. We still consume the product. Recently, the homophobia in the NFL has run rampant. And we still consume the product. It's like, at what point are we as a people, or at what point as y'all as players, gonna sit down and say, nah, this can't happen no more? And to me, Everybody has a price, so it's not going to happen. But I want to be mm. Kareem in this situation, and I want to live in an ideal world where people operate on good morals and not on good business. I like so, it. I like it. I just want to end and on one thing, too. If they do fantasy sports for college football, then I could switch over. Yeah. I just want to do a one thing. That'd be so hard to, to manage, though. Now you just play in one conference. I forgot. The betting. The betting is a lot of the reason why we still consume the product. Yeah. 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 Easily. But like, I just want to make one point too, because talk about the racism in football. How come it's every time a black quarterback who's about to get drafted, they're amazed at how smart he is. Like they don't ever say like they don't ever say like wow like this this white kid from from BYU like wow he's such an intelligent person. It was like they have to figure out like is this black quarterback smart or is this black quarterback dumb. If the black quarterback is dumb, they're like, he scored a six on the Wonderlick test. Or if he's smart, I'm amazed at how much information he can retain. Mm-hmm. So I'm rooting for Malik Willis. Did y'all, watch, did y'all watch Showtime yet? The Lakers watch Showtime? Watch the first episode. I watched the first nah. episode. Um, yeah, they, had the first a big, episode. they had a big segment on that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the Larry Bird. Between... The Larry Bird. Oh, yeah, Larry yeah, Bird yeah, yeah. Johnson. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hmm, I might need and to check was, it out. That's my HBO. Like, white, 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 white. So, yeah. Wow, he's skillful it's, and flashy. And it was like, black, 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 black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. But yeah. I mean, that's that's just me. I'm sorry I went on a little tangent today about Malik Willis. But that's off the rip, I mean, bro. That's, you know, that's what I'm I saying. I just to make sure I put that out there. But, but to wrap this up and move on, yo, to talk about another situation that could have been avoided, but wasn't, and something mm. greater happened, we have uh, – Ryan Coogler in Atlanta. Ryan Coogler uh, directed um, the Black Panther movie. He also directed Creed. Um, he's very formidable in his um, profession. He's a very good director. Um, and he was going to the Bank of America in Atlanta and wanted to take out a light 12K, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he goes in with his hat on, his mask on, his COVID. It's sunny out. He's got sunglasses on. You know, and he writes on a he writes on a paper, says, yo, I need 12 grand. I want to take out 12 grand from my checkings. Can you please do this discreetly? Hands over that to the teller, puts his ID, gives his ID, swipes his debit card, puts in his PIN number. And the teller decides then that she is sketched out by this and calls the police. The police then come 
and then put them in handcuffs, draw guns, and walk them outside. Did they draw guns? Yes. Okay. Watch video. Yeah, I watched the body cam. I, I swear, I swear to God, they they drew the guns. And he's like, "Why are you drawing your guns on me?" Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I thought I, I did. Think they drew the guns, but I think they, they definitely put them in handcuffs. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing up videos. They they put them in handcuffs and then walked. They them put out it, and yeah. said, hey, We're actually we're actually uh, just trying to figure out the situation. We don't mm-hmm. we don't really know what's going on. We just got a call. And he's like, "Yo, but why did you guys put me in handcuffs?" Yeah, that's that's what I didn't like. Um, mm-hmm. If they came and then, and then well, like, listen, can we just talk to you outside? I would have been cool with it. And I think the employee who was a black woman, the one who called the cops, said good job or something like that. Yeah, she did. Which mm-hmm. was like, fuck. And I, I felt bad about like, <laughs> when I talked to my mom about this, too. I was like, I felt bad about that because I was like. Why is it that, you know, as 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 a black man, I was saying like, damn, like you made a mistake by writing this note. But I was like, why should we have to feel that way? You know what I'm saying? Like, why should we have to feel like damn, why did he, you know, put this on a note and hand it over to him? So just so they don't think, you know, like, cause you, as a black person, you're trained to like, you know, be, be more conforming so that people feel comfortable around you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why I'm, glad should- you, I'm glad you brought that yeah. up, Mook, cause I think that's what's being greatly missed in this argument is that, you know, sometimes being black in America means you're damned if you do and you're damned, damned if, you, if don't. you don't. Absolutely. And there's no other way out of that. And historically, like people who rob banks are white. Yeah, <laughs> which I, is I, like the craziest. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about this, and I, I think Trev brought up an interesting point too, because I, I think you said something like, "Yo, your initial response was like, fam, if you're taking out twelve grand, like especially who you are, why don't you call up the bank just so that you don't have to have this situation." And I, I agree with you in that point, but also at the same time, like he wrote on a note, like, yo, I, I want it like specific directions around. I'm taking out 12 G's out of my checkings, my checkings account. He gave you all the necessary uh, identify identification and um and his card and stuff. And he punched in his pen number and stuff. And yet she still did what she did. And she called yeah, over her manager. Ridiculous. And as you, as the manager of the of the of the bank branch or whatever, I mean, you gotta you gotta look at if you're looking at the situation, like yo, everything checks out. I don't why, why are we calling the cops? But still, yeah. you, you you still proceed with that, and then you do you do the fucking perp walk, and you put me in handcuffs, and then now you want to have a conversation while I'm being detained. Like, nah, that's just weird, bro. I think, and that's a whole other piece to it too. Is like to be placed in in handcuffs, like. Uh, any any time like you have to be walked by the police is such like a a embarrassing and just like i don't know like i i've i've had to be has has anybody been detained or in handcuffs i've never been in handcuffs but i've been grabbed and sat by the police and held by the police and it's like and everybody's watching you 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 feel embarrassed like and i know i didn't do anything but they just stopped me because i was black at the beach but like Like, for you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you do. like in that exactly. Kareem, it's like, yo, I can't talk too. I can't. I can't raise my hand too fast. Can't yeah. raise it too mm-hmm. slow. You like, got right. There's, there's nothing you can do. I'm, I'm grabbing One my ID out of my back pocket. Yeah, I'm talking to the cop. I'm like, yo, yes sir, no sir. He's like, yo, you can yes sir, no sir me all you want. Shit ain't gonna right. change. And, and I'm and like, the thing, right, so how the fuck am I supposed to address you? And the thing to me is, this is a um, you know a well known movie director, and maybe movie directors, you know, you don't recognize them because they're directing them behind the scenes but this is still like uh, a respected person you know like this is somebody who's a, a director that's doing very well-known movies and doing well and being successful and, and he has to go through this experience of being handcuffed and walked out of a bank that he probably goes to on a regular basis like it which he's, he said he said that thing, he has done yeah. this before yeah mm-hmm. He said he's done this before at other. It was Bank of America. Not they're like, yo, sir, who he are you? That. He was like, yo, look at my ID. He said, honestly, this is this isn't gonna be a dick. Look at my account. You know, I don't need to rob you. I got. I probably got the most money in this damn bank right now. Look at my account. But then that also brings up uh, what Jay Z says in his song. You know, story of OJ. Like, yo, you just still nigga to the rest still of everybody. Nigga. Doesn't matter how much money you got. And again, that's yeah. what being black is in America. Doesn't matter how much money you got. Doesn't matter what the fuck you do. To the rest of everybody else, you just still a nigga. That should be the title of this, this episode, bro. Makes me think of makes me think of um all falls down. Even mm-hmm. in, when you're in a bench, you're still a nigga in a coop. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder, have you guys seen anything from the the teller? Has she made any statements or any response since this has come out? I haven't, but I hope I hope she's okay. I really don't wish like she like yeah, what she did was fucked up, but I hope people aren't giving her hell because some people catch hell on the internet. Yeah. And it's just like this is it's just a shitty situation, y'all. Again, damn if you damn if you don't like it had to go the way it did. Thank God it went the way it did, and that no one's hurt. That's that's the great thing we can say about this is that he didn't get shot, no one got shot, no one got hurt, and he was able to walk away. But sometimes yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, and that's I why want this poor lady who made this mistake to to I hope she learns from this mistake. And my fear is that by people reaching out and, and being mean to her, which is what usually happens on the internet, she's just gonna double down in her bigotry or mm. not see what wrong, not, not see the issue with what she did. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a good point too, is like the fact that it didn't escalate is, you know, positive. Like, I, I don't know if we should, but maybe, maybe we should, like the cops should be, I don't want to say applauded for that, but it's something that we haven't seen as often, like having some level of restraint. That's why I was surprised when you said they pulled a gun. Cause I didn't see that. If they did that, I think you for me that, that changes unbuckled it or something or put his I hand on. Yeah. 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 So even even then, that you know, we've seen that a lot happen before, and unfortunately, have seen what that's led to. Yeah, but, but that's the sad part too, Kareem. I don't even remember what video I was watching with cops was harassing <laughs> black people to. They yeah. all just be running together. So I, I just saw another one last night, man, where <laughs> this dude wouldn't put his he wouldn't put his hands out the window because the officer had a gun drawn and was like, "Turn off your car," and the guy was saying, "I'm not gonna take my hands." and push my ignition starter because I'm not moving my hands. Officer's got the gun drawn, yelling at him, turn off your car. And the guy's saying, I'm not moving my hands. I'm not moving my hands. And it's just, it, it, it's, it's wild to continue to see videos like that. And then that's mm-hmm. just a disconnect with like cops telling you to do certain shit with your gun drawn, bro. Like that just gives you probable cause to fucking Damn fire you. Damn right? if you don't. If I move my hand, he moved his hand. That's the title. That's the title of the episode. Damned if I don't. The title. Yo, man, that's exactly Ryan Cooper walking into this bank is thinking, yo, like Mook said at the beginning, I'm a black man. I do not want to be perceived as robbing this bank, even though I could buy this bank. (laughs) Just life in general, bro. Like you you move into certain situations, man. And I I find myself like, damn, I gotta, I gotta move a certain way so that people don't perceive me as a threat. Yeah, can you imagine him being like, yo, I have to go and not to be perceived as a threat to then be still perceived as a threat? Mm. He was like, yo, I did this to avoid all of this and I'm still right. in this shit. Right. And imagine if he if he just walks up and says, hey, can I take 12000 out of my checking? Like, what kind of look is he going to get if he just exactly. vocalizes that? Exactly. Like, exactly. What? Who are you? Let me let me see your credentials. And then and then they and then they take his ID and they're like, let me let me make sure this is really you. Let me right. and then they're going to do a whole extensive background if he was to actually verbalize it and, and right. communicate it like that. Like, sure. Uh, yeah, you got yeah, like, yeah, we need we need a second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yo, and not just that. Yo, like spread your. He could easily be lined up to get robbed. Easily. easily lined up. Oh yeah, and that's what my mom told me. He was like, "Yes, maybe he doesn't want to say that out loud because somebody's like, oh, that's what he's he's getting that much money off the bank right now. Wait till I see this man when he walks to his car.' Or I was saying, do do do, yo yo cousin, yo moot. I just seen this dude pull out twelve grand. Like yo, mm. meet, meet me over here, Earl. We'll get follow. the dudes. We'll find out where he's going. Exactly. So I was like, my mom said that, and I was like, you know what? You're completely right about that. Yeah. So like I said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. He's just trying to protect himself. But you know, oh, wow. and, and also, I mean, it's just maybe it's a time to get a new bank, bro. Like, <laughs> to yeah, black, black. Yo, he in Atlanta, just, right? They got a black bank. Greenwood, you know is that what it is down there? Greenwood? Is that the biggest one in Atlanta? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, look it up. But you know Bank of America but, is not the one. Exactly. Yeah, the one I, think I was we, thinking I think... about, um, damn if I do, damn if I don't. Did y'all see the story about the 27-year-old who punched the Floridian man who was calling oh. the N-word? Oh, yeah, and Dunkin' like Donuts, he, he ended up killing oh, yeah. The white yeah. guys were just like, mm, yeah, yeah. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. I don't oh, think he's serving time. Boy he learned, got house he's, he's boy a, learned no, his lesson. He's, they locked oh. him up. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's locked up. Listen, wherever, if 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 somebody that's listening to this podcast can find us his uh his um GoFundMe account to try to build right. this young man out. I got, yeah, I got a few bones for him. Yeah. Let me ask. For real. <laughs> 
He should probably should have just slapped his ass with an open hand. It doesn't, bro. He fell and hit his head, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not at fault. He fell different. I mean, shit. (laughs) So you live seventy-seven. You live seventy-seven good years. So yeah, I'll be good with seventy-seven. I'll be good with seventy-seven. I'll be good with that. Said I wanted yeah, a nice frappuccino, you nigger. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was like the dude getting beat up at uh, who was it like an apple? I'll throw or that something? shit back in his face. <laughs> oh, that's the one I thought you was talking about because I seen that one. Which one? And all the way people were sitting around Apple like, yeah, well, oh, that was Applebee's. His ass beat. That was that was Applebee's. You want to tell that story real yeah. quick, Trev? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finish on a lighter note. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, he was in there. Um, some white guy was like harassing this black guy, and he was just like, he's like, yo, say it, say it one more time. And he was just like, nigga. <laughs> and then he just <laughs> fucking started letting him have it, like this haymaker. Yeah, I've never seen a grown ass man get slapped like so, like the funniest part about the whole thing was haymaker even the slaps. dude's wife was like, I can't even get mad at him getting slapped because he did it to himself. And nobody broke it up because nobody yeah, they were just sitting there like, kind of deserves it. Can you imagine sitting there watching 17 slaps in a rope? You like, got slapped 17. Over there like, That's a good 30 seconds, bro. <laughs> Wait, like, so you're talking like, uh, uh, yo, like, like, like all one hand. He just like fell down and like yo, the amount of one for good luck. The amount of hate in this man, he was fighting his racial urges, bro, because he kept on getting back. That's crazy, yo. He couldn't even get another nigga out too. He was was surviving on the strength of racism right there, bro. That's that's some shit from the ancestors. ancestors Waking him back up the Confederate spirit, bro. (laughs) Yeah. It was shaking him like, get back up, get back up. Uncle Don't Ruckus, let this the spirit of get you Ruckus. down. It's supposed to be the other way around, again. boy. Say it again. Like, Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like a family just walking by him, like, see some. This is what you. This is why we don't say that word because oh. we end up getting beat up in an apple. <laughs> Jazz beat. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, All I wanted was a two for twenty-five. <laughs> call, call Seventeen me crack commandments. That Applebee's. Come on now. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm just trying to get my two for 20, bro. Just yeah. like you. Don't call me a nigga here, bro. We're supposed to be equal. Yeah. It's Applebee's. He got yeah. a few of them $1 drinks and he started acting up. Yeah. Shouts out to Applebee's, Man. though, with the, with the $5 Long Island iced teas. Yes. Yes. Shouts Yo, out to go, Applebee's. I can go for some Applebee's right now. Not the one in yeah. South Bay, though. Nah. Nope. No. I see no, some shit. Is it Quincy or North Quincy? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right over by Cafe. Yep. I'm going to go over to South Bay. Just look like Ryan Coogler, bro. Yep. You fit right in. I was in the Cafe Pacific. We got to do some karaoke over there. It's lit. Yeah. I ain't been to Cafe Pacific since before the pandemic. Do you like karaoke? Shutting down once they start to. Yo, there's a new karaoke bar in Austin. Apparently, we gotta check it out. Yeah, I bet you already been there. Let's go to Cafe Pacific so we get Chinese food. What was uh, my homegirl at uh, Kinsale, bro? Uh, What was her name? Beyonce. 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 (laughs) Beyonce. Oh my God! I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Nah. Yeah. On that note. Oh my God. Yeah, so the good people can find us at offtherip.podcast and offtherip underscore podcast. It's like I always say, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen. You won't be disappointed. Go UK Wildcats, national champions, 2022. Go Heels. And with that, it's been another episode of Off The Rip. Get about where you came from How the fuck I ended